Hello, everyone, and welcome along to the Wellness Platform Podcast. I'm your host, Libby Ranger. In these episodes, I hope to inspire you to find balance, happiness, and health so that you can flourish in all areas of your life. Hey, guys, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Wellness Platform Podcast. Today I am doing another solo chat and I've been so surprised. Like I think I've done a handful of solo episodes. I think I've done like four or five and I'm just really surprised at how they are like some of my most downloaded episodes. Um, I guess I quite like little bite-sized episodes as well and it's sort of just like someone chatting with themselves. So I actually put on my Instagram the other day like a question box and just sort of was like, what do you want me to talk about? And I got some really, really um, good ideas from that, but I got about four or five responses that said things along the lines of like eliminating negative thinking, what to do when you're stuck in a negative spiral, overthinking, feeling like your thoughts are taking over, all of that good stuff. So... I just thought I would do an episode on that today. I'll have a chat about it um, and then offer some tips and concepts like a ways to start to create change if it's something that's of interest to you. I think these topics are actually of interest, should be of interest to all of us because I feel like even if you've heard information like this before, I listen to so many podcasts of topics I've heard before and I always take new things away. It just really depends on like what's going to stick with you that day, what you need to hear. So I hope you guys enjoy the chat. As always, I'd love it if you shared it with a family member or a friend who you think would enjoy it. It really does help me to spread the podcast around and therefore continue making it. Today's a really exciting day because this particular episode you're listening to is my very first sponsored episode. So today's episode, King, how many times can you say episode, is brought to you by Corbin Road. So Corbin Road is a beautiful, sustainable skincare uh, brand. I discovered them. They're from Hawke's Bay, so quite local. I'm from Hawke's Bay, so special spot for them. Corbin Road is the home of Slow Beauty, so they have minimal beauty products for a paired-back lifestyle. These products are created for people who want to do more with less, simplify their lives, tread lightly on the planet, and focus on what is important. Yeah, and I've been using their products for over six months, and I'm fully obsessed. They have, I think, four to five products. So I use their Gua Sha, which is this black beyond stone um it's like an ancient chinese medicine technique to sort of depuff the face it helps with lymphatic drainage i find that if i'm like wake if i've woken up and i'm feeling like puffy or like bags under my eyes it really brings all the blood to the surface and i do that with their restorative face oil which is full of like beautiful natural ingredients it's all organic it's all made in really small batches and then so i use those two products in the morning and then in the evening i use their cleansing balm which is kind of like this quite oil-based cleanse balm and I use their exfoliating cloth which is made from these silkworm tufts and you can just wash it like a normal face cloth so I just have a couple that I always rotate and it really does simplify your skincare routine because it's just four products and I just they last for so long they're organic they feel beautiful on the skin and yeah I could not have a podcast sponsor that I did not truly absolutely love so if you want to try any of their products their website is corbinroad.co.nz And I have a code. I've actually had a code for months, but my code is just Libby and that will give you a certain percentage off their website, a little little surprise and delight at the checkout. So I hope you enjoy. How to eliminate negative thinking, how to get yourself out of these thought loops. 
I feel like it's such a great time to have these discussions. It's actually this week as I'm recording, it's Mental Health Awareness Week in New Zealand. Um, It's also still level three lockdown in Auckland. And obviously, it's still just the world for the rest of us. So I want to start by talking about neuroplasticity, because I think it's really important to remember like how the brain works and what it's doing when we think a negative thought. So when we... I always use this analogy, but if I've had a horse and I've taken my horse around the paddock, I've taken Sandy around the paddock every single day for 10 years, I go and get Sandy from her stables and I take her around the paddock, same direction, same paddock. When I go and get her, she is automatically going to know which way we're going. We're going to the paddock. And then one day if I go and get Sandy and I go, right, Sandy, today we're going a different way. We're going to be bushwhacking our way down the forest, creating a new path to the beach. On the second day when I go and get her, she's going to go back to the paddock because that's the way that she's known for 10 years. Her brain automatically knows what to do. It knows that that's her routine. And so I'm going to have to gently pull her to the new path again and again and again until one day, maybe on the seventh, eighth, ninth or 10th day when she wakes up and I go and get her from the stable, she knows that we now go down the new path. And that will become her new automatic way of being. And she'll automatically lead herself, you know, she'll be heading in that direction. And this is how the brain works as well. So whatever we do all of the time, the brain goes, okay, Libby, you brush your teeth with the same hand every day. You get out that way. You think this thought, you go to work, you drive home, you sleep. It picks up on what we do all the time and it makes those behaviors, thoughts, and actions very, very automatic and very, very subconscious and quick so that we can just do our routine without really having to tap into that conscious brain. We're only operating from that conscious brain 5% of each day, 5 to 7 to 8% of our day, we're operating from the conscious brain. So that's when we're really concentrating on something, we're learning something, we're giving a speech, we're really tapping into the conscious, but all of the rest of our day, we're operating from what we already know, what is automatic, what the subconscious has got stored in there for us. And so if we want to create change with, as we're talking about today, a negative thought, we need to do a series of steps and we need to pick a technique that we're going to do every single time that negative thought comes up so that we can gently rewire that negative pathway. Just like Sandy, we're going to rewire a new positive pathway, but we have to do it again and again and again until that becomes, little click for emphasis, until that becomes the automatic way of being. Until it's actually more automatic to be in the positive states than it is to be thinking negatively. And... The way the brain works and the way neuroplasticity works is the brain is not bothered on whether you're thinking negatively or positively. It's not bothered if I'm generating feelings of calm or if I'm generating feelings of anxiety. It just cares what I'm doing the most often, how consistently, and it goes, right, that's what she wants. Let's give it to her all the time. Let's make it really, really easy so she doesn't even have to think about it. And that's really great for when it's positive, when it's creating positive habits, positive routines. But it also doesn't work so well when it's something like negative thoughts, because the more that I think negative thoughts, the easier the brain makes it for me to access those negative thoughts and the harder it makes it for me to access positive thoughts. And it's really no one's fault. It's not your fault if you find yourself in really negative, destructive thought loops. It might just mean that there was a period of time in your life when you were thinking negatively, there was something drastic going on, maybe a stressful time, a stressful period. 
And then your brain went, right, that's what she's doing all the time. Let's make it automatic. It didn't know that it's not actually useful for you to be be accessing those thoughts all the time. And now it is actually easy for you to access the negative and harder for, the, for you to access the positive. So whatever you choose to do, whatever you choose to take away, you must remember that consistency is key. And I go on and on about this on my Instagram, but it's it's an oldie bit of goodie. No matter what you do, if you decide to wake up tomorrow morning at 6 a.m., and go to the gym and you've never been a morning person and it's really hard, it will be quite hard. And on Tuesday, it will be hard. On Wednesday, it will be hard. And maybe on Friday, it will be a little bit easier. And eventually, you'll find your body just starts waking you up before your alarm because that behavior becomes automatic. The brain has to save energy and it has to make things easy for you. However, if on the second day of waking up at 6 a.m., I go, nah, not today. Today's It's too hard. I'm not a morning person and I tried, but I'm not. You haven't given your brain time to cement those neural pathways and make them stronger and more automatic. To be really specific, let me talk to you about a little part of the brain, little nodule on the back of the brainstem called the reticular reticular activating system, otherwise known as the RAS. If you've heard me talk, I always talk about this. It's super interesting. So the reticular activating system is basically your brain's filtering system. And at one point in time, there's approximately two, I think it's two trillion bits of information per second that your brain can latch onto. So that reticular activating system has to be filtering for the most important things. But that RAS, that system, also works with neuroplasticity. So what you're thinking of, looking for, activating all the time will make it even easier for you to find that through that filter. So if I start, if I find 10 negative things that happened in my day today, my brain will make it easier for me to spot more negative things. Also, from an evolutionary perspective, you know, back when our ancestors were hunter-gatherers and they were out living in the wild, they did not need to filter for all the times of safety, happiness, calmness, when they're satisfied with food. They needed to filter for times of danger, famine, and stress. And so that is why I think people often say that humans have a negativity bias, is because the brain is actually working from the evolutionary perspective to look for the negative sometimes. But that's okay. We are modern humans. We're evolving and we can really gently retrain that filtering system to start to look for the good again and again and again until that becomes automatic. And that is just the way that we are. We don't even have to consciously think about these things. Um, some One of the questions someone had on the Instagram question box that I did was, why do I have these negative thoughts that just pop into my head automatically without me even thinking about them? And this is what, because that is what your brain is designed to do. So if you want to become more positive, you have to realize that you get to make the choice to do everything you can to be positive, knowing your brain is going to go towards the negative, but you can gently drag it towards the positive again and again until it becomes automatic. It gets easier and easier. Your brain doesn't know if it's useful or not. It just cares what you're doing often. I also think it's really important to remember like with negative thoughts and negative thinking, it's just to tune in to how kindly you're speaking to yourself because that inner voice, that little chitter chatter in your mind is the voice you're going to hear more than any other voice in the world. No one speaks to you more than that voice speaks to you. And so I always say to clients and people I'm chatting to, you know, if your inner voice spoke to your friends like it spoke to yourself, would you have any friends left? 
And some people say yes, some people say no, but I think it's really important to start to retrain that voice to be kind, to be compassionate, because that's the voice you've got in your head all the time. Like, it's like if you apply for, I I actually, a couple of years ago, I, I applied for a job and then I got an email, I had an interview, I got an email to say, hey, we didn't pick you this time. And I was chopping up my dinner, I was doing some prep, and I just remember the voice inside my head was saying, like, of course you weren't going to get it, you're not qualified, you, you know, you're never going to get it. And then I had to stop and think, okay, if my friend called me and said I didn't get the job, I'm a little bit down, would I say, oh, you, did, you were never going to get it, you're not qualified? Or would I say, hey, you know, it's not meant to be, there's something else better for you out there? That's exactly what I'd say. <laughs> so just when you when you do catch yourself, you're like, oh, that's a bit horrible. Like you look in the mirror, oh, you look rough today. Would you say it to your friend? Would you say you look rough today? Would you say, oh, you don't look your best today? Oh, you look X, Y, Z? You probably wouldn't. So even just gently starting to retrain that, it might feel like it's too simple to be true. But over time, that will become your automatic way of being and you will start to tone down that little voice. The one, and also the one person that you should really have a great connection with better than anyone else in the world is yourself. Because even though that may sound selfish, the more that you connect and love and accept yourself, the better that you can be as a person and the better person you can put out to the world, the better you can interact with your family, your friends, or your, the people you care about, your colleagues. So if it starts from within, it really does actually end up flowing out as well to others. So I've got, I've written down here eight tips or eight kind of ideas that I think are really important for when you're considering how and how to stop these negative thought patterns. Number one is to challenge the thought and pick it apart. It's a bit of a classic technique. I know a lot of psychologists give it to their clients, but if you've got a repeating thought that's like, I'm not good enough, or I hate my job, I'm not good at my job, I will never attract my dream person or my soulmate, whatever it is, really just think about that thought, challenge it and pick it apart. Is it true? Is it useful? Is it limiting? Is it destructive? You know, if you create your own reality, then by repeating to yourself in your head again and again, I'm never going to be good at my job and it's a fluke that I'm here, you will create that reality. So you need to change that to something that is useful something that is not limiting, something that is empowering and repeat it to yourself again and again until that becomes your automatic way of thinking. Number two, I would say is know that you are not your thoughts. Thoughts are not, they're not little buzzing around things in your head that you can't control, even though they might might feel like you can't control them and that voice can be persistent. Trust me, I've done it myself many times and I've seen my clients do it many times that the more consistently and gently you train, retrain that voice and retrain those thoughts, you're in control. It's your mind. They're, they're your thoughts. You're in control of them. So your thoughts cannot control you. They might seem loud and persistent, but they've just got away with too much and now they need a bit of discipline. Number three, I would say, is to write them down. So it's kind of like number one with challenging them and picking them apart. By writing something down, you really kind of just like dump it out on the page And you can look at it for what it is. Like, why would I say that to myself? It's not a useful thing to say. Write down why the negative thought is there. Writing helps to sort of purge the thought out. And when you can see it on paper, it makes it easier to make sense of and then move forward. I've seen a couple of people also turn it into like almost like a little ritual with themselves. You know, maybe every like Sunday evening before you do your little sleep routine, you go, okay, 
Are there any thoughts I need to just clear before the new week? Put them down, scribble them out, crush them in a ball, throw them in the bin, burn them, repeat them with something more kind, more compassionate and more positive. And it's kind of like a little, yeah, a little ritual to kind of release and let go. Very, very powerful. Number four that I wrote down is just remember that you can't change anything that you're not aware of. And so by writing down and by actually just thinking to yourself, hey, what are these thoughts that aren't serving me? You can then be aware of them and then you can start to change them. Very, very important. You can't change what you're not aware of. So you do need to think to yourself, what are my thoughts that are negative? What is this What is this destructive spiral? Where has it come from? What can I do about it? Get it aware, get it into your conscious, think about how you can attack it consistently to create change. Number five is just coming back to that idea of being really nice to yourself, changing your inner dialogue again and again over time to make it more compassionate. Number six is breath work, a mini meditation and a quick workout to interrupt that thought spiral and to change your state. When we're in, like kind of we're all up in our head that mind and body are often disconnected. And so to bring back that connection, I would suggest doing a mini, like if I was, say I was doing work and I was like noticing thoughts, noticing that this is not a great thought process to be in, if possible, I would stop and do a little five minute breathing, a five minute breathwork YouTube meditation thing, because that will create that harmony in the mind and body, and it will also change your state. And if there is a presence of any stress hormones in your body, doing breath work or meditation uh, or you know yoga, or even getting up and like running or jumping or just doing something different, you're changing your state and you're giving those stress hormones a chance to be squished and to bring in more of that parasympathetic nervous system, that rest and digest, that calm energy where your brain can think you can digest your food, all of that good stuff. And number seven that I wrote down was actually just be okay with some negative thoughts. This one is very personal and it really just depends on, you know, only you will know this because only you know what's going on inside your own head. But like for me, sometimes I reckon 80% of the time I'm on it. I know what to do. I know how to retrain. I know how to gently retrain that inner voice, mix it up, do some breath work, write it out. Like there's so many little techniques you need to, you can do, you need to do them consistently. But also on saying that like life is life. And I don't think it's very realistic to say we're never going to have a negative thought. We're never going to have a bad day. We're never just going to feel grumpy. I'm completely okay with, (laughs) probably a little bit too okay. I'm very okay with having those moments, those days, and just being okay with them. Being like, oh, I'm human. I'm a, I have hormones. I'm have thoughts about things and I'm okay to be a little bit grumpy, but I do have the tools up my sleeve to stop it when I know that enough's enough (laughs) so that those thoughts don't then go into your night, into your evening. You wake up tomorrow and you bring that energy into the day again. It might be like, okay, I'm going to have two hours. I'm going to sit on the couch. I'm going to feel sorry for myself. And then I'm going to snap out of it. I'm going to change my state. I'm going to write down something positive. I'm going to change that neural pathway. And then I'll be done with this. The last point I wanted to touch on very, very briefly was gratitude. I feel like gratitude has also just been preached um, to the cows come home. But I mean, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of science behind what gratitude does to the brain and the body. What you appreciate, appreciates. So when you, it's and coming back to that reticular activating system, if you can't see any good that's going on for you, your brain will help you to see nothing good that's going on for you. 
But when you can go, okay, I'm really upset I didn't get that job, but hey, I have this, I have this, I have this to look forward to, and I love this part of my life. Um, you're gently retraining the activate the filtering system, and you're instantly going to feel better and find more things to be grateful for. Um, I'd also say like it's really important to just check in with your state first thing in the morning. Like I noticed for me, the morning is when I'll be feeling things. And it's like if you wake up and you've had a bad sleep and you don't want to go to work and you don't want to go to your stupid job and you start off on that negativity, oh, there's going to be traffic and I'm going to have to wear a mask in the office, you're going to be a little bit more negative throughout the day. You've already primed those neural pathways for that. So if you feel yourself being a little bit of a grump, bring it to your consciousness and change it. Set yourself up for the day that you, the day that you deserve. I hope some of those tips rang true. I think sometimes when talking about things like this, the most simple things are genuinely the most effective. It really is just about consistency. The more that you do these things, you'll be more positive. If you do one of these things every single day for six months, a year, in two years, three years, you'll notice you're a completely different person because you've changed something, you've put into your daily habits and routines, you've put in a tiny new behavior And with consistency, that creates huge changes. It's micro steps. It's the little things that you do all the time that create the huge changes over time. You look back and you're like, oh my gosh, a few years ago, I would have been a stressed state running around every day. I don't respond that way anymore. You've changed yourself, you've rewired your brain, and you've gently sent that reticular activating system in a new direction of finding things to be grateful for and finding the positive. So that is how you can start to rewire yourself, rewire your brain to destroy negative thoughts and to become more positive and to become a more positive person. So I hope you guys liked this. Let me know if you found it useful and maybe you want to do one of these right now to really just set the next few minutes up into a really positive state. And I will talk to you again next week. Bye.